I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I am joined today by the host of the X22 Report, Dave. Hi and welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on here. I appreciate it. It's a real pleasure, man. I am a fan of your show and I'm a fan of what you do and how you approach it. You've been doing this for a pretty long time. I mean, you're up to almost 2,700 episodes now. It's amazing. Yeah, well, it's probably a lot more than that because um, I've been banned and they've been dropped off and I had to start a new platform. So um, it's probably a lot more than that, I think. Uh, I've been doing it since uh, 2012, 2013. And I think that a lot of people would think that that's a pretty long time to be doing it. I mean, the public perception is that you are in some way only working with the Q posts. And it turns out that you've been in this game for much longer than that has ever been around. Oh, yeah. I've been trying to wake people up for quite a while, just looking at um, everything that, if we go back to 2012, 2013, that Obama was doing and presidents before that. And I was bringing it up saying these things don't make sense. Actually, I always said, whatever they're saying, it's always the opposite. Um, whatever bills they're trying to pass, it's always the opposite. And um, I've been doing this way before Q. And actually, Q just gave us a lot of information, a lot of uh, knowledge and where to look and what to do and um, just helped the entire movement of people waking up. You know, I think that, too. And that's how I've always approached the Q thing. I don't think that I actually read a Q post with any level of seriousness or, or curiosity until probably the fall of 2020. And it had already been going for three years by then. You know, I got all the, the mainstream media narrative about how it's crazy and dangerous and about all these really out there kind of things. And, you know, when I finally took a look at it, I realized for myself, and I've you know, thought this about other things as well. This is just information among other information. It's either useful or it's not. If it leads you down a path to getting more information, then it can be a good thing. And instead it's become this thing that for no reason is perceived as incredibly dangerous. And so I wonder how you take the posts. I take the post as um, like an encyclopedia. Uh, if you had, if you were in school and you had a teacher or a professor teaching you stuff and they gave you information, okay, this is the information I want you to know, do research on this information and let me know what you find out. That's how I look at the posts. Um, and you refer to them and you look at them and you see what's going on today. You see what happened in the past. You start to put all the information together. So I use it as a reference point. Mm -hmm. I use it as information and all this stuff about, oh, Q's crazy and all this. Actually, if you read the post, it, it's basically just straight information. There's just facts, information, things that someone or a group of people wanted you to look up to figure out on your own. It has nothing to do with whatever the fake news is talking about. Right. And it really is crazy because people think it's nuts to look at Q posts and nuts to say, I believe in Q or whatever, however people would say that, but you don't actually have to believe in it. It's just there. You can read them or not read them. You can ignore them or find them valuable, but it's still there. It's a real thing that someone or some group of people did. And then we have the mainstream media. If you want to know where the conspiracy theories are, just watch CNN and MSNBC for a little while. Yeah, that they're actually the the whole thing with the fake news is it's not fake news. It's not like, oh, this is the mainstream media. They're part of the deep state world. So there's no two separate things like, oh, you have the media, you have the deep state, you have the good guys, the media, the institutions. They're all part of their world because it, it's it's almost like the Matrix. They're all part of the Matrix 
They're all part of this narrative that they're trying to push and they're all working together at the same time. I mean, take for example, out in Canada with all the truckers. Mm. Now the truckers, when you look at them, they're, they don't want vaccine mandates. They don't want people telling them what to do. They're using their rights to protest. And what is the fake news doing? If you look at CNN, MSNDNC, you look at uh, the Washington Post and the rest, all they keep saying over and over and over is how they're violent, how they're committing crimes, how they're racist, how, and that's all they keep saying because the news, the, the, the news organizations that we once knew, they're no longer news organizations. They're part of the entire apparatus that is trying to form a narrative for us to believe in something that's actually not really happening. Yeah, so not look, happening at all. Yeah, not happening at all. And, you know, these news organizations, particularly um, CNN, MSNBC, The Washington Post, Politico, these organizations are actually infiltrated and, you know, openly infiltrated by members of our former intelligence, military and law enforcement communities. They are an active part of the content put out by these channels. And I know you've done some work on that. So feel free to respond if you like. Yeah, I think that they started to infiltrate them a long time ago. But if you look now at the number of individuals that have been with the CIA that are now on CNN and all the others, I don't think the infiltration is 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 the right thing to say anymore. I think they're just part right. of the deep state system. Now they're just this is their system. So it's there's no more news reporting. There's no more investigative reporting. There's no more of any of that. You might have some outsiders that are part of the organizations where they thought, oh, I'm going to be an investigative reporter and I'm going to go to work and I'm going to maybe look up a story. But this is far and few uh, between any of the information really getting out there. This is propaganda being pushed out 24-7 to try to shape a narrative. And I do believe that it is failing now. I, I think a lot of people are waking up. I mean, look at CNN. I mean, Jeff Zucker, he just resigned. I do believe this goes a lot deeper and um, him just having an affair because this information Absolutely. has been out there for a very long time. I think he's getting ahead of what is coming and um, the fake news. I think what's happening to them is people are starting to re they're starting to realize how bad they lie to the people. And I think this is why the ratings have dropped so dramatically. Yeah, it's incredible. And they really are a part of it. I sometimes describe the cable news as like the defendants in crimes against America going on and the Rachel Maddow's and uh, Chris Hayes and Don Lemons of the world are like their defense attorneys in the court of public opinion. It's it's gotten absurd. Um, so. One thing that I think is interesting and, you know, obviously mysterious about you, no one has ever seen your face. No one knows your name. Was that something that just kind of circumstantially evolved from the work you were doing? Or did you do that intentionally? And would you consider yourself an Anon? Uh, yeah, I think anyone that does the research and, and looks at certain things is an, an Anon. Um, the reason why, I mean, when I first started, I didn't know anything about YouTube. I was just doing MP3. So mm. people just heard my voice and no one knew who I was or anything like that. And I do have children. They were young at the time. Now they're not. And I, w I just wanted to protect them in school just in case something happened. Sure. And back then, uh, you know, I was a little nervous and I think a lot of people didn't realize this back then, but they were censoring back then, but people brushed it off saying, oh, you must have said something wrong or sure. you must have did something. But now people see it and people understand it. So I think uh, today, I mean, there are people that have seen my face. People know my name. Um, and well, I do I'm do, not one of them. So uh, still well, well hidden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what happens over time is I trust people and I get used sure. to people. I do go to events, but I don't, you know, walk around with a banner or anything saying, <laughs> oh, I'm here. Look at me. Right. I, I never did this for fame. I never did this so I would be noticed. I didn't want to be noticed out in public. I did this originally because going way back to 2008, 2009, when I was laid off, I started to start, I started to realize what was going on in this country 
I started to realize what was going on and I just wanted to start to tell people I wanted to change things around. So my whole objective was just to tell people the truth and dig deeper into certain issues and try to make them understand what was really going on. Because I saw the infiltration from uh, within from very, very early on. And I saw that things were not right. And that's why I was starting to do this. And that was my whole motivation. Still is my whole motivation. And, right. uh, and that's why I'm, I get very passionate and excited about it when I talk about it, because I can see finally, I was nervous before Trump came on the scene. I thought we were headed down to war. I thought, you know, there was no saving uh, the country. And then things started to really turn around, which I kind of got excited about because I started, pe I started to see people wake up. I started yeah. to see people talk and a lot more people joined in. And I think this is just getting bigger and bigger. And, and I have no problem talking to people, helping people. I want everyone to grow as large as they possibly can so we can fight the propaganda, Absolutely. the deep state players and everything else. Yes. And listen, man, the, the work on waking people up is so important because, you know, listeners to my show will know that I used to be a liberal in Hollywood. Like oh. I thought I was, you know, paying enough attention, but I didn't realize that something existed outside the mainstream media. I think I had the habit that a lot of people have where you think there's the left side and the right side. And if you can balance out the things that they both agree on and try to map that onto what the world looks like, then you're going to have some kind of reasonable view about what's happening. And it turns out that you're getting lied to from all sides and they're just kind of marketing to different people with the two sides narrative. Um, I want to ask you this. Okay. So, there's a narrative about what Q is and what QAnon is, and we can talk about how QAnon's not a real thing, but it always is described. One of my favorite uh, QAnon crazies in the media is a guy named Ewan Palmer from Newsweek, who I lovingly refer to as Ewanon Palmer. And he will always restate the premise of what Q is and all the articles he writes. And so I pulled one of them. He says the far right radical movement believes there exists a cabal of satanic pedophiles, including leading Democrats that Donald Trump was meant to expose and execute while president. Is that a proper description of what people like you believe? And Maybe it kind of glances off some edges, but to describe it that way is not only incredibly reductive, it is intentionally misleading people about what the driving force behind all of this actually is. Yeah, I don't see it that way at all. I mean, Q is a group or an individual, we don't know, who gives information. That's it. Yeah. Um, information where it, and I'm not saying Q gives all the information, it gives bits and pieces and wants you to do the research to figure out the rest of it. Yeah. Now the, the fake news talking about Q as, you know, this, uh, cult or whatever they want to call it, where they're saying, oh, we're going after or drinking the blood and, and pedophiles. Yes, there is pedophilia. We've seen it. Um, just look at CNN. Um, right. I mean, it's very obvious now. And do I think Trump is going to execute these people? No. If, if if you know anything about Q, you know anything about Trump, Trump, he follows the rule of law. Trump is a guy who follows the Constitution and the rule of law. That's it. He's not going to go and, and execute people. He'll put them on trial, not him, but a prosecutor will put them on trial. But everything that the, the fake news talks about. And when they talk about Q as being, um, some type of, you know, satanic that not, not Q as a satanic word, but, but Q is hunting down these satanic pedophiles. Uh, you don't have to hunt them down. They're already out there. They're, right. they're, they already exist. I mean, they're already popping up. Look at all the different, um, missions that have been going on across the country and across the world. 
where they've broken up pedophile rings and broken up, you know, um, human traffickers, child traffickers. It's just ongoing. And even during the uh, pandemic, when Trump was out there saying, listen, human trafficking, you know, this is an ancient thing. It's, it's done on the Internet now. It does exist. And I think people are starting to wake up to this. I mean, just look at Epstein, look at Maxwell, look at Nexium, look at all these different things. It's, it's not like it's a conspiracy. It actually was happening and it's still happening. So the whole idea that they're trying to paint is they're doing it because they're threatened by the information that's coming out. Yeah, it's one of the really interesting things that, about the about all of this that people continue to deny that the problems that Q and that Anon's name and research that they they realize that they exist somewhere in the world. No one would deny that pedophilia is a real thing. In fact, there are actual like college professors and media figures who are making an effort now to convince the public that pedophilia is something semi-normal that we should accept as an orientation. And aside from, you know, that nonsense, we know it's a real thing. We're just under this spell where we believe that it couldn't be the people on our side, in quotes, who are guilty of it. And that doesn't make any sense. You know, they know, for instance, that election fraud is a real thing. They had people like Kamala Harris and Amy Klobuchar appearing in the HBO documentary Kill Chain, talking about how Dominion machines could be manipulated. But we pretend, oh, well, it can't be done by this side. That strikes me as just so ignorant. Anyway, so I don't think, first of all, that Q... And the people who have looked into Q, the people that follow Q, however we would like to describe them, are far right at all. First of all, what would you say about that? You're much more in touch with the community. I think they're just a group of patriots. Just people that want to see the country do well. Yeah. People who want to adhere to the Constitution, people who are patriots, um, people who just want the country back from the deep state players, the ones that are pushing their agenda. And, you know, when you read the posts, if you see issues like this come up, I mean, you know, you can go through the first 50 posts and there's just a range of issues that if you walk up to the average person on the street and you ask them questions about these issues and we all have an awareness that these issues exist in the world, but people wouldn't be able to describe what the issues mean or what they are or who the players are or what actually happened at all. And so to the extent that Q put these posts out and then Anons on the boards, and I want you to kind of explain the the board origins of all this stuff, but all they did was go and scour the internet, try to piece things together, do research, and then post it so that other people could think about their ideas. Am I getting that right? That's absolutely right. I mean, it started out on 4chan, then it was moved to 8chan, then it was called 8coon because they brought down 8chan. But it's a place where you can speak freely. There's no censorship uh, and and people can talk about certain things and you can post your research there. And this is exactly what happened. People would get the post. You would look at it. You try to figure out what it means. You do research, see if it's a military operation, if that's what she was talking about. Is it something else? And you find the information and you bring it all together. And people, you know, look at it. Someone might comment on it. Someone might say, oh, no, I think that's wrong. I think it's what he was really meant to say was this. And this is what it means. So it's it's something that everyone comes together, looks at and deciphers together to figure out what is going on and what's happening. Now, a lot of the posts, they're pretty much straightforward. And it just because they're in a certain chronological order doesn't mean it's going to happen or or Q is predicting anything to happen in the future. Basically, just giving you information and this information that Q is giving you might turn up in the future. So if he if Q says, oh, voter voter IDs are important, we're going to change the laws. This is the push that we're going to do. This might have been said in 2018, 2019. Nobody saw it happen back then. But then all of a sudden we had the elections and we saw states saying, you know something, 
we're going to pass voter ID laws. And we saw all of a sudden people were saying, maybe we do need voter ID laws. Absolutely. So, you know, still picking apart the mainstream description of what QAnon is. Q rarely mentions Satan. You can go through there. He rarely mentions things like, or not, doesn't mention at all mole children and all of this other stuff. I don't know. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't know where it mentions cannibalism, although it might. I could just be wrong about that. But all of the key points that the media always wants to make hay out of don't seem to really appear in the posts. And now people who read the posts or people who might be involved around and in the communities might come to their own conclusions, but there's certainly nothing like that. That's representative of the community as a whole, right? Yeah, you're right. There's, there's no like, um, drinking the blood of people or any, anything like that. There's nothing like that in the posts. And I think the, the fake news, just what it does is there are certain groups out there, trolls that are, pushing a certain movement and they follow those individuals around and they look at what they're talking about. Not actually the post. Sure. If you actually notice that the, the, the fake news, they never refer to the post. They never say, Hey, this is where I got it. This is what it says. They mm. only refer to the group that is an outlier group or a created group to basically spread disinformation about what Q really is. So we talked for a second about Trump executing people, and I agree with you. Trump wants to follow the law. Also, the law happens to be if you commit treason against the United States, there is a prescribed sentencing for that. So to draw that conclusion when we are talking occasionally about actual treason, not for everybody that the posts have ever mentioned, not for everybody who is committed crimes in various ways against the country. Certainly not, you know, all the election officials who helped to rig the 2020 election. I don't think anybody is calling for their execution. It is just literally the punishment for certain crimes in our country by law. Yeah. I mean, I, I I mean, what, I mean, what you're saying and what I think you're saying is that those individuals that committed uh, election fraud that worked with foreign governments to commit election fraud, those individuals that spied on Trump's campaign and continually spied on Trump while he was president, uh, basically lied about how to get a FISA warrant, lied to the judges. Yes, these are all treasonous acts. So, yeah. I mean, all these things are treason. Right. And yeah. Okay. So, so the other thing is that they call Q violent and people who follow Q, which now they include basically anyone who doesn't repeat the central narrative back to them, but they, but there's no one, as far as I can tell anywhere, even around this movement that is championing violence, violence in the streets, starting a civil war anything like that. From what I can tell, almost all of this is completely nonviolent. People are frustrated and they say some things now and then, but we don't need violence. All we need is information and the public knowledge of that information. There is absolutely no violent post in the, all the, I think there's like 4,700 or something it never calls for violence. It only calls for following the rule of law, the constitution. That is it. And doing everything by the book, the shills that are out there. Those are the people that are calling for violence. It's not the post. It's the people who are calling for violence. I never call for violence. We don't need violence. Can you imagine during the revolutionary war, if the Patriots who are following the British said, Hey, let's destroy our own stuff. Let's destroy buildings. Let's, it wouldn't make any sense. The Patriots at that time, they didn't start anything. It was the other side that started it and they had to defend themselves right now. We don't have to start anything. We don't have to go out with our weapons. I mean, this is what they wanted us to do during 2020 when the riots were going on. They were hoping that all the Q followers, the MAGA people, they would all go out. 
with their weapons and fight Antifa and the rest, and we would have a civil war. But we don't need violence. We do everything according to the Constitution, according to what it says and, and within our rights. We protest peacefully, just like in Canada, the truckers are protesting peacefully. We protest here peacefully. We did it on January 6th. We protested it peacefully. It wasn't the MAGA community that was pushing and shoving and creating havoc. It was Antifa, BLM, FBI, Capitol Police, and Nancy Pelosi all the way up the chain. The same thing with uh, the riots throughout the streets during 2020. It wasn't the Trump supporters. It was Antifa, BLM, hurting people, killing people, burning down buildings, looting, and everything else. So, no, there is no violence. We don't need violence. We don't need to, to stoop to their level. Actually, they will do it for us, and I'm talking about the left, the, the Antifa, BLM. They will eventually go out and start riots again. And I, I see it out in Canada where you can see certain Antifa groups out there they're already starting to do that out there to make everyone think that it is the truckers. And the media believes that these, I mean, they try to pretend that these are organic movements. These are grassroots movements. We know they're well-funded. We know they're funded from sources overseas, whether it's George Soros or whoever else. And they believe that the media is going to be able to sell the country the story that it was somebody else provoking the violence and that these people are just really committed to racial equality and anti-fascism. It's, yeah, man, it's so frustrating watching good Americans who want to go out and express their opinions and their voice in defense of their country against all these wrongs that we can see being done every day. And then they are painted as violent. They are painted as immoral. I don't see that on our side, man. I just really don't. No, I don't either. I mean, everyone that I've met and everyone that I speak to um, is just peace-loving Americans, uh, and, and they're not looking to be violent. See, what happens is is when the peaceful, peaceful people go out and they protest, what happens is is that the deep state players, they always send in their Antifa thugs to try to start something. So this way they can report, oh, look, it's becoming violent. And this is why a lot of people have discontinued going out and protesting because look what happened January 6th. That's, that's a perfect example. Absolutely. I mean, we knew, we knew that Antifa was going to be there. We knew there was going to be something going on at that point in time. And when you start to look at the videos and this is why they don't want to release like 14,000 hours of yep. video because they know what it's going to show. They're going to, it's going to show like, Hey, who's that person? Hey, where did that person just, we already have some of the information where, Hey, who are these people dressed up knocking down the fences? Who's this bomber guy that they just can't find? He had a cell phone. That is amazing. Yeah, yep. it's amazing. Who's the guy so, climbing on the wall, breaking windows? How did Sullivan get inside? John Sullivan, yeah. Yeah. How did he get inside, and how is he already there with a CNN reporter? See, these are the things they don't want anyone to see. Actually, I mean, we know this, but if you talk to uh, anyone who watches maybe Fox or CNN, they would have no clue about this whatsoever. I mean, I, I've spoken to people that are completely sleeping and they have no idea what's going on and you speak to them, they have no idea about any of this. And when I show it to them, they're completely shocked. They're like, Whoa, how come the news didn't show this? Right. And they're completely shocked. They have no idea that, wait a minute, this was happening. And, and, and I'm showing like, here's another clip. Here's another clip. You didn't see this. Did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. Who is this person? How did they get inside? And then when I start to explain to them who they are, they're like, oh, my God, now it's starting to make sense. Yes, it actually does all make sense from our perspective. And that's why people like you and people like me, when we get in these conversations, we're actually happy to take the time and say, hey, yeah, I can actually explain that. You don't understand this? Well, I'm happy to explain it. I don't know the whole thing, maybe, but I'm going to give you as much as I can give you. And you tell me if that sounds more like what's going on or if Brian Stelter's story sounds more like what's going on. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I, I think also now with uh, people listening to the, the, the fake news, I don't even call them the news anymore because they, sure. they don't even tell you anything that's true. I, I think people are starting to realize uh, ex that they, since the pandemic, I think, 
a lot of these fake news outlets, they just continually lie and lie and lie. And when they start to backtrack, that's when you can see how they lied. It's almost like when they started to talk about, oh, wait, cloth masks won't work during the pandemic. All of a sudden now they won't work. Instead of looking at the real science all along saying, hey, by the way, they never work because if you look at the size of a virus and you look at the size of the opening of the mask, it doesn't work. The same thing with the PCR test. I mean, if you just look at the information, you can see the truth. And now when you tell people, and I was speaking to someone the other day, and they were like, oh, no, the PCR test, it's the gold standard. I go, but they're changing the test. What do you mean they're changing the test? I didn't hear that. I go, just go on the CDC site. They've changed it because the PCR test doesn't distinguish between the flu, the common cold, or COVID, so you have no idea what you have. What? Are you kidding me? And I It was legitimately the- on the CDC site. Yeah, and when you show it to them, they're, they're like, holy crap, I, I never knew this. No clue. So I, I think people are starting to realize it, and I think people need to be shown a lot of this information. Absolutely. And they need to want to see it, too. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the reasons why this period is so important, because people didn't want to see it before. You know, I, I even imagine for myself, like I coming out of 2016, seeing Donald Trump get elected, I was like, man, there's something I'm missing. And so I started, you know, reading some conservative outlets and they were mainstream ones. But it wasn't until they shut down the country and said two weeks to flatten the curve. And then it was another two weeks and another two weeks and then two months. And then now we're two years. And that was the point at which I was like, wait a second. These people do not have the right intentions. And if they don't have the right intentions, if I can't trust them to make any good decisions, you know, and live up to the duty that their office suggests, then maybe I'm wrong about all of this stuff. And you find out, yeah, everything they say is a lie. Yeah, it's always the opposite. Always the opposite. Yeah. So I want to ask you this, okay? So the beginning of Q happened, if I'm not getting this wrong, late October 2017, right? And that was in the aftermath of the Las Vegas shooting. Am I correct in my understanding there? Yes. So what is your uh, what is your take on that event? Because I look back and we can go back, let's say, to JFK. The president of the United States is assassinated. And to this day, people who were living during that time, people who were perceiving that wor- their world during that time, they still don't know what actually happened. How is it possible that we as a society have gone on for 60 years almost now and not demanded the truth of an event like that. And then we see events happening in real time now. One you just mentioned, the the RNC DNC pipe bomber on January 5th. They have video of him. They have their reports. And we still have no idea who that guy is. But another totally unexplained event is the Las Vegas shooting. They gave us a patsy, Stephen Paddock, but that's all we have. Yeah, well, you know, we will never get to the truth because you have to look at it in this way. If you have the mafia controlling a town and the mafia controls the police force, the mafia controls the judges, the mafia controls the prosecutors, and something happens, which they cause because they're part of the criminal syndicate, the truth will never come out because they control each piece. Yes. The same thing is happening now. When we talk about infiltration from within and you go back to any false flag shooting like in Las Vegas or any of the others or any other type of false flag like 9-11, you have to remember Soros, he's been spending a lot of time putting prosecutors into position. They report to him. They're going to do his bidding. The fake news is controlled. It's infiltrated. Now it's part of their system. The Department of Justice under Obama, under Bush, going all the way back, controlled. They're not going to investigate anything like Hillary Clinton. They're not going to investigate her emails. If it's all part of the criminal syndicate, how can you possibly get to the truth? No information will ever be provided. No prosecutions will ever happen. 
nothing like this will happen. And this is why when everyone says, oh, we should just round up people, we should just arrest people, we should just go after people. It's impossible right now because the system is so corrupt. The system is so infiltrated that it's impossible to do right now. Yes, Trump did put in a lot of federal prosecutors, but I think even with that and everything that he was trying to do and everything that he saw, he knew that he was gonna have to take it to the next level. And I do believe that was the military. So when people say, like you just said, the false flag in Vegas will ever get to the truth, maybe eventually, once we get rid of the infiltration, once we get rid of the, the, the criminal syndicate, yes, then we can get to the truth. But right now, it's gonna be completely impossible. I mean, look, the borders are wide open. Uh, DHS Mayorkas is saying, hey, you know what? I don't, I don't see a problem here. I mean, people are coming in, it seems good. That We know they're being bussed. We know they're being put on planes. We know everything that's happening. We know that they're trying to start a war with uh, Russia in Ukraine. We know that Afghanistan was a complete nightmare. We know they're lying about the pandemic. See, we can't rely on the criminal syndicate, the news and everything else. We the people, and it's been happening, we have to come together and push back and continually push back. And each time we release the truth, each time we relay the facts, it makes it harder and harder for them as time goes on. Think about going back to 2020 with the riots. Remember when um, they were telling us that it was you know, peaceful, it's a myth, there are no riots. Yeah. Nadler even said that when he was stopped on the street, Representative Nadler, he goes, no, no those riots are a myth. The reason yeah, Antifa is a myth. Yeah. Anti the reason why they had to actually come out and say something is because think about all the people that were filming, putting it up on social media, reporting on it, showing it. It basically overtook the news organizations where they couldn't explain it anymore. Even we had some of the fake news reporters out there and the buildings were burning behind them yes. and they're trying to tell us it was peaceful. See the people forced their hand. The people said, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. And they couldn't hide it anymore. It, it was impossible. And I think we have to continue to do this. And I think we're going to the next level. I think what's happening right now is that they have, and I call it the bullhorn. They have the bullhorn where they can control the flow of information. I think we've reached the point where we as a people have reached the point where we're almost at their level of the flow of information, but providing it with truth and facts. Yes. I think the next phase, and I think this is why True Social is coming online, it's to actually bring about a complete 180 degree turn and actually have the fake news as the minority and everything that we're doing as the majority. I think that we are in the majority at this point in terms of the number of people in the country who are awake now, and they might not be all the way to where I am or all the way to where you are. And they might disagree with us about certain things and all of that's fine. But I think that they have realized that the stories they've been getting are lies. And I think that they're beginning to see the pandemic narrative collapse in front of them. And they understand that they have been lied to about one of the most important issues that they will ever face in their lives. It's, it's, it's wonderful to behold, honestly, because you can see that true information is now controlling their narrative. They're in the position of being reactive all the time. Yeah. And that's how you can tell things are changing because they are reacting to everything that's coming out. They're no longer controlling. And I'm talking about the fake news. They're no longer controlling the information. They're now reacting to certain things that are coming out. And I so think Dave, it's going to become more difficult as time goes on. Absolutely. So I, I really want to talk to you about this because I think a lot about how I process information and relay it on my show. I'm sure that you do the same. You know, we both engage in a degree of speculation, you know, whether it's related to the posts or to news stories or to patterns we see or an understanding of what the other side's intent is and how we think that their mission will fail. But we engage in speculation and sometimes our speculation is automatically going to be wrong. We're not going to get it right every time, especially not if we propose, you know, three different outcomes for, for instance, 
like who Joe Biden is going to pick as the Supreme Court nominee or how that situation is going to play out. You know, there's an industry in this world, the finance industry, where people make enormous sums of money for being able to, to some degree, predict what the future is going to look like. And those people are praised and they are well rewarded. The flip side for us talking about politics, what we understand about politics and the events of the world, if we make uh, if we give some potential options as speculation, some things that might happen and one of them is wrong, somebody's, you know, in our face being like, I can't trust you at all. Well, you're not supposed to trust me. You're supposed to think about what I say and go back and see if it works for you. Is that your perspective on things? And what do you feel like when one of the things you have speculated about doesn't come to pass? Well, I don't I don't call it speculation. I call it my opinion. I look at Fair all, enough. all the information. And I go, this is my opinion of what I think. Now, again, this is my opinion. I don't know. I, I don't have a crystal ball. Absolutely. But from the information. Uh, you just brought up uh, Joe Biden and his pick. I mean, there was information going around saying that, oh, Kamala Harris was going to be, you know, picked as the Supreme Court uh, nominee. And yeah, I've thought about was, that one quite a bit, and, for sure. But to me, when I started to look at it, it didn't make sense whatsoever. Actually, it would be that's a complete and utter nightmare. Um, and that's the way I thought of it. Now, that's I, actually kind of why I think they would do it, because they have done everything wrong so far. Yeah, but but now, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it would be great if they did it that way, but I would love it. I would love yeah. to have, you know, the vice president seat open and then because she, she would have to resign. And then, you know, the Senate is not going to confirm her. Um, so we would have a Supreme Court seat open and that would be absolutely fantastic. But when I was thinking about it, yes. Do you know exactly who the person's going to be? I mean, the only clue we have is a black person. That's yeah. it. Black woman. Um, yeah. Yes. So. We know that it's going to be someone and I and, and when you look at it, you can say, OK, it could be this person. It could be that person. This, to me, you know, that's my opinion. But when we look at it and I look at it differently, I don't really care who the person is. Mm -hmm. I care about what's their end game here. Why are they doing it? Why all of a sudden did they leak the information that Breyer was going to retire? Why do they want to replace him? Why are they doing it now? That's more important than getting the person right. So I, I'll absolutely. Use my, yeah, that, I'll is, give, that is very well said, my friend. Yeah, I'll give my opinion. My opinion is not worth anything, but I, I'll, I'll explain why I think they're heading down this direction. And actually, Biden and I think Jen Psaki came out and said they would like to start replacing and packing the Supreme Court yeah. with far left liberals and because they have a certain agenda. And I think this is the first one. Now the, the next justice might be who might be forced to retire might be Roberts. It, you know, they might say, okay, now it's your turn. We need to replace you. We need to get certain, certain things done. And I think they need to do this before the midterms, because I think the midterms is going to be a complete and utter disaster for them. So I, I think they're accelerating their plan and I think they're heading down this direction. So I don't think it's, that important of who the person is because do we really care right no i mean if if it's um i think her name is uh, last name is brown jackson or yeah. if it's katanji uh, brown or jackson or yeah katanji like yeah. uh, brown jackson or or child it i mean to me it makes no difference that they're all the same uh, person that they're trying to put in there it makes no difference to me um i want to know why they're trying to do this now and what they're trying to do and um, i think that's more important but Again, speculation. It's just your opinion. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. I mean, we're I'm with trying you, man. To break I'm down with the you. news. We're trying to analyze things and trying to figure out what's going on here. We're not saying that this is exactly going to happen. And if people want to say, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about," that's fine. Go listen someplace else. Go. I have no problem with that. I don't. I to me, it makes no difference. I will continue on. I've, I mean, I've had people tell me, "Shut up! Don't talk so long," and all these other things. I don't really care. Nah, man, do, go longer, do longer episodes. I'm all in. Yeah. I don't care <laughs> what anyone says about me Good for you, man. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. I was hoping you would say that. Honestly, no, it makes no difference to me because my, my entire mission is to wake people up and make people understand that there's another way of looking at things. 
And Indeed. And, you know, part of the process of awakening is learning how to discern and then learning to trust your discernment. You know, for so long, many of us, myself included, before a few years ago, relied on the elite information sources, the elite universities. That was where we got our information. And the fact that they were elites was what meant we could trust them. But that is complete false authority. And when you leave a false authority like that, you don't just replace it with another false authority. You replace it with your own discernment. And so if, you know, when I say, hey, I think it's going to go this way and it doesn't go that way, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I was wrong. At least I'm not out there telling people to mask their kids. You know, yeah. I made a suggestion on a podcast you forced a child to wear a mask for two years. So the moral equation on what you get wrong doesn't seem to add up in their favor at all. Well, I think the, the difference is between what we're doing um, and, and people that have podcasts like Joe, Joe Rogan and other people. See, we have, I guess you can call them shows or whatever you want to call them. And we're giving people truth and facts, but mixed in with our opinion yeah. compared to the news where they're supposed to be, and this is how it's supposed to be, except for certain shows, they're supposed to be unbiased fact-driven. So when they see, to me, what bothers me is that when they come out and we'll just use the pandemic as an example, when they say, okay, masks work or, you know, six feet apart works, or the CDC said this because it works. See, we should be demanding and they should be presenting the facts. Like, how do you know this works? Yes. You're telling us it does. And you're telling us that this is going to work. I mean, they told us that vaccines were going to stop the transmission of the virus, that it was going to shut it down. Everyone didn't have to wear a mask if we just did what they told us to do. But it all turned out to be a lie. See, they never back up anything with facts. See, when we do it, and we're not a news organization that's supposed to be unbiased, just fact-driven, we're doing podcast shows. Yes, we're going to give people documentation. Yes, we're going to give people information. But we're also going to throw in our opinion because sometimes it's a little hard to understand what the deep state, what they're trying to do with certain things that they mention. And I when I look at it, I'm trying to put all the pieces together and trying to formulate what they're trying to do here and what direction they're trying to head in. Yes. Well, I mean, it's also important to, to have some map of potential futures so that we know the things that we should be looking out for. That used to just be a normal person's approach to life right? Like if I go into work and do this, well, there's three different outcomes. You know, which one's the most likely? Is this too risky? Maybe I shouldn't do this at work or in a relationship or anywhere. We are always trying to determine for ourselves what the future might look like based on our actions. So communicating that to other people doesn't seem like this grave crime to me. No, it isn't. Not at all. And I think people actually like it when you help. I mean, when, when you look at like, um, when they're, they're doing gun control or they're doing anything like this, you know, people just see it as, Oh, look, a, a mass shooting happened. They're trying to do gun control. Oh, that makes sense. But if you break it down and you start to look at what they're really trying to do, it tells a completely different story. And I think this is what people are starting to understand because you have to remember since the fake news is part of their system, they're shaping the narrative. I mean, I mean, just think about the movie, The Matrix. You were in the, the computer system, in the programming. They presented everything that they wanted you to see. That's it. They didn't yes. want you to see anything else. And a lot of people wouldn't be able to accept anything else. The same thing's happening now. Just I'll use the economy, the economy, for example. A lot of people don't realize that we're in a private Western central bank economy. They created this economy. Yes. This economy is not the economy that the founding fathers wanted us to have. They didn't want a private corporation creating our currency. 
So everything that we've been taught, everything that we've learned up to this point is what they wanted us to know. And this is the problem because now when someone says something completely different, it sounds crazy because I've been taught this. This is what I know. These I took economics. This is how it works. This is how everything works. But now people are starting to realize, well, maybe it doesn't work this way. Maybe <laughs> they taught us this is the way it was supposed to work. Yeah. And now people are seeing something completely different. I mean, look what they're trying to do with our children. They're trying to educate, and this is how it's done. It was done like this in Nazi Germany. They're trying to educate our children with other information, the 1619 project, trying to teach them a different history. Now, think yeah. about it. If we didn't interrupt or do anything and we allowed them to go ahead with it and they taught our children from the age two all the way up to 18, they would know nothing about 1776. They would only know 1619. And what would and, our world look like in exactly. 20 years? And they would yeah. think this is normal. This is how it was. This is our history. That's all they would know. So Dave, we got a couple of minutes left. I want to ask you kind of a big, broad question and you can field it however you like, right? So Q and Anons are not the same thing. There are Anons that do research, that communicate about the research. There's Q that does the posts. Q Anon itself is not a thing. But despite all knowing all of those things, there is maybe still a level on which Q can be called a PSYOP, right? In some sense, it is a psychological operation. And we can say that the psychological operation was performed to cause the awakening of a mass of people, for people to understand what the truth is about a lot of issues that affect them in their world. And they need to research it for themselves and come to their own conclusions and use their best judgment and try to be responsible thinkers. Do you believe that Q is a psyop and, you know, good or bad? And what, if it is a psyop, did it have a psychological effect on you? Well, I mean, if it was a psyop against the patriots who were trying to take back the country, it's a very odd psyop to want, let's see, the people united mm -hmm. um, to follow the Constitution, to have the rule of law, because if you read the post, this is this is basically what it comes down to, um, to make sure that the 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 elections are completely transparent and done correctly, making sure that there's no illegal uh, or illegals voting in the election. Mm -hmm. So it was a psyop. It's a very interesting psyop. <laughs> yeah, man. To follow the constitution, the rule of law, bring people together, have peace, wave your flag. That's unite very, the country. Yeah. Unite the country. It, it actually makes no sense then, um, as a psyop. I mean, maybe it's a psyop on the other direction of right. where those people, but I, I, like you said, there, there is Q who it could be an intelligence organization, um, maybe working with Trump or maybe he doesn't even know about it. It could be one individual. And then there's just everyday patriots that are just doing the research and put these two together. You get information, you get what is going on. And I think this was done back when uh, Trump was president to prepare us for what is happening now. Because if you look back, and you look what's happening now, a lot of things pop up every so often about what's happening now. Yes. And I think it was just to bring everyone up to speed of what was going on and bring actually to unite the Patriots with a location of information. So this way, if something pops up or you're like, oh yeah, I knew this was coming. See, when you know something's coming or you heard it before, it's not like a surprise. Right. You know, it's it's like, oh, yeah, I heard this before. Let me do a little bit more research. Oh, yeah, look at this. This is how it's it's going to play out here. So, so I want to I want to ask you this. I, I'm you might be aware of this, but the Daily Beast in 2013 published an article called Inside the Q Group, the directorate hunting down Edward Snowden. And this is by Eli Lake, the top secret Q, Q 
Group has been chasing Edward Snowden since he disappeared in May. Eli Lake on the Intel community's internal police and why the agency is in complete freakout mode. This still exists on the Daily Beast's website. So is this the same Q Group? I don't know. But for them to go around saying that this is the craziest idea of all time seems a little silly to me. Um, And I just want to say, man, so I came to a lot of the positions I came to, like I said, before having ever read any Q posts or taken them seriously. And it just turns out that, you know, part of it is the is Q and Anons have pushed stories into the central narrative, into the mainstream media that the mainstream media then has to acknowledge and and address. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, did I just get tricked? the same way that people who were on board with Q got tricked because we reached the same end point. So how does that happen if this is all fake and nonsense? I I don't see how it could happen. Uh, it, <laughs> it makes no sense. I mean, it, to, to me, I, I, I know everyone wants to make it like it's a, it's a cult and, and, and all this, but it's just information. It's just there, information. There, if you really think about it, what's there, it's information. Information yeah. on who? Oh, the criminals. That's really what it is. It's information on the criminals. It's information letting us know, look out for this, look out for this, do a little bit of research, see if you can come up with anything. It's a, it's a gigantic encyclopedia. It's almost like if you were in school and they say, okay, look through this book. Is all this information that you're reading, is it, is it a, a cult? Is it a psyop? Or is it just facts and information? That's all it is. So I want to get you out of here on a softball question. I am just tossing this soft toss right to you. Okay. Who is uh, Q gets attacked. QAnon gets attacked. Everybody gets censored. Who is Q most dangerous to? The deep state. There we go. All right, Dave. Thank you, <laughs> so man. This has been a real question. pleasure. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it was not a trick question. No, it was the easiest softball yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why they're so upset about it. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for doing this, man. Do you want to tell everybody how they can uh, reach the show and reach you? Sure. Um, you can find me at x22report.com. I'm also on Rumble. Just type in x22report. I'm on BitChute. Just type in x22report. You can find me on Telegram. It's real X22 report. But if you just come to X22report.com, all the links are there. So you can just follow them and you can see where I am on other platforms. Great, man. Thank you so much again. And uh, I hope we get to do it again soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Yes, take care. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. You can join the discussion at t.me slash I'm reasonable. I'm also on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator.substack.com and the merch site is cancelcouture.com. You can also go direct to that at shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. I'll see you next time out on the range.
acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm Your Moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm Your Moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!